following is a podcast from Sozo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30. For more info, check us out on Instagram at SozoYTH. Because our heart here at Sozo is that when you come into service, that you feel God's unconditional love. That you experience it in worship, you experience it in the service, in small groups. And so I just want to welcome you. And I also want to welcome our parents. Let's give it up for our parents. Woo! What an exciting day for baptisms. I am super, super pumped. So like they kind of mentioned in announcements, we just had our impact offering. Ours was last week, but you can give all the way up until January. Um, so Ben has a video to show you a little bit more about that. Hey guys, last week we had our Kingdom Builders offering and it was amazing um, as we are working towards our goal of $25,000, a total church goal of $1.4 million, come on, to build the kingdom of God. And so it's not too late. We're still going to be taking those offerings all the way through January. And then we're going to restart. We do this every single year. And so one of the things that we're going to be doing this next year is one of our goals is missions. We're going to take a portion of missions. And, you know, we went to the Dominican Republic in August of this last year. It was so awesome. We take juniors and seniors. Well, this year I got some good news. For 2020, we're going to be doing two mission trips, juniors and seniors, uh, the details of what is required is actually on myvfc.info. If you go to student ministries, there's a landing page for missions. You'll find all the details there. But I want to tell you where we're going. We are going to the DR in August. And then we're also going to be taking a local trip to New York. It's going to be awesome within the state. So we're doing two trips this coming year. I'm very excited. And I don't want you to miss out on this opportunity. Come on. Go Kingdom Builders. Gosh. Building the kingdom, locally and globally, what is your part? It's one of them. It's something, whether it's financially or actually being the hands and feet. Come on, juniors and seniors. Let's go. Well, that's exciting. Can't wait for that. So if you're going to be, or if you are a junior and senior, definitely want to partake in that because I've heard so many amazing stories from the DR trip last year. So let's go ahead and pray, and then I'm going to go ahead and start the message. Father God, I just thank you so much for each individual in here. God, I pray that they hear what your spirit wants them to hear. God, I pray that every word that comes out of my mouth is your word. And I thank you so much for this message. In Jesus' name, amen. So the title of my message is I Won't Back Down. So if you're taking notes, write that down. But it's I Won't Back Down. And so I'm going to be talking to you guys today about the authority that we have through Christ. And so the definition of authority is the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. And so the authority that we have in Christ isn't this physical authority, but it's a spiritual authority. And so we have a spiritual authority to give orders. We have a spiritual authority to enforce obedience. The Bible talks about how we don't fight against flesh and blood, but the powers of darkness. And so you as a Christian, you have the authority to enforce obedience on the powers of darkness. You as a Christian have the authority to speak things over darkness that it must obey. 
And spiritual authority is something that is delegated specifically from God himself. And it's to believers. It's not to everybody. This is only for believers. And it's so we can live and act on his behalf. And so the thing with authority is it doesn't mean anything if the force behind you isn't powerful. But whenever we as Christians, when we act on the authority of God, we have the biggest force behind us. We have the very God of the universe that is backing us up. We have our heavenly father who's already conquered everything that is standing behind us, confirming everything that we say. He's the one that has our back. And so when we speak in authority, we don't have to doubt it. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be weak because we should know that the father of our universe is standing behind us, backing us. And the thing with authority as a Christian is you don't have to live under the devil's dominion anymore. You're no longer under his power. He no longer has a say over your life. But instead, you get to live the life that was promised to you in the word of God. Because God provided for us to live supernaturally through Christ. And so what happens whenever we live according to the authority of God is our life starts to line up with what the word of God says. It no longer is crowded by depression and anxiety. It's not defined by the cares of this world, but instead it looks exactly the way that God intended for our lives to look. So when I was in college, I mentored this one girl, and she was also a Christian, super, super sweet girl, loved God, wanted to do her best being a Christian. But every time I would meet with her, every time I would talk with her, all she had to tell me was about her problems. Everything was horrible. All these bad things were always happening. She complained about this, complained about that. This was going on and that was going on. And she's a Christian, but she's walking around depressed. She was a Christian, but yet she's looking hopeless. She was a Christian, but yet every time you talked to her, she was crying. And so the thing about her situation was even though she wasn't meant to live in that life, she was walking around letting her situation determine her outcome. And so I think that happens so many times as Christians. I'm not sure if you've met anybody like that, or maybe that's you, where you walk around and you look as hopeless as the world looks. You look as defeated as the world does. But I want you to know that that's not God's heart. The Bible says that we're supposed to be victorious, that we should have joy, happiness, peace, patience, that we're more than conquerors, and that everything works together for our good. But so many times Christians live a defeated life. And so I'm not trying to condemn you, but I want you to know that that's not what God intended. God didn't intend for you to live a defeated life. He didn't want you to be overtaken by the problems in this world, by the problems in in this life. But God intended for you to overcome the problems in this life. And so just because you have authority, it doesn't mean that you won't have problems. But what it means as a Christian is when you have that authority and when you walk in it in Christ, instead of pushing your problems away or trying to run from them, you look them directly in the eyes and you say, no, devil, you get out of here. I am a child of God. I am protected. I am healed. I am blessed and I am highly favored and you will not reign in my life. And so I don't know what problems you're facing and I don't know what your life looks like. But I want you to know that your situations don't determine your outcome. Just because you had a lousy start to life doesn't mean you have to have a lousy finish. 
And so whatever it is that you're facing right now today, I want to let you know up front that you have the power to change it. So I'm going to walk us through some scriptures pretty quickly here. So hold on tight. I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation. So if you have your phones, go to the Bible app. And the first verse I'm going to be reading is Colossians 2.15. Colossians 2.15, and it says this. It says, then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his. I love this verse. It's so powerful. I love the end. It says, they were not his. He was not their prisoner. They were his. How many of us in here are living our lives as if we're prisoners? Something's stopping us. It's binding us. It's keeping us from living our full potential. But it says that Jesus made these things in our life his prisoner. I don't, what, I don't know what the struggle is in your life, but it's saying, guess what? Jesus has always stripped away from that problem every weapon and all spiritual authority and power to harm you. Any weapon that the devil might try to use against you, any problem that you might have, any situation that you might come upon that might hurt you, Jesus has already taken away its power. It cannot hurt you. But the thing is, is we can give it power. If we give things place in our life, we give it power. If we forget that our God is the God of the universe, we give it power. If we remember or if we believe that this struggle is more powerful than our God, then we give it power. And so we need to remember that our God has taken every struggle that we have, every failure that we might ever face, every pain we'll ever feel, and he put it on the cross and he put it to death. So the thing that was trying to take you down, it's already been put to death. Next verse, Luke 10, 19, says this. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, Jesus replied, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. Now you understand that I've imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. So first, Jesus disarms our enemy. Our enemy can't harm us anymore. But then he goes beyond and he does even more. And it says this, he gave us the authority, he gave us the power to trample over Satan's kingdom. Satan's going to try to tell you that you're weak that he's stronger than you. Well, he's a liar because right here in my Bible, it says that we have the power to trample over his kingdom. We have the power to step on all powers of darkness and it cannot harm us if we walk in God's authority. So Jesus disarmed the enemy and then he gave us the power to trample, trample on him. Next verse. Matthew 16, 18 through 19 says this. I give you the name Peter, a stone. Before this, Peter was named, was called Simon. And this truth of who I am will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church, my legislative assembly. And the power of death will not be able to overpower it. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven. And to release on earth that which is released in heaven. 
So I just want to highlight, it says this, the power of death will not be able to overpower it. The it in that sentence is the church. And so if you're a Christian, this is referring to you. The power of death cannot come against you. It cannot prevail over you. And then it goes on to say, Jesus tells his disciples, and this is for all of us as Christians, I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm, a.k.a. I'm going to give you my authority so that you can forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and release on earth that is released in heaven. So whatever heaven would allow, we can allow. Whatever it would forbid, we forbid. So heaven doesn't permit depression. It doesn't permit anxiety. It doesn't permit suicidal thoughts. It doesn't permit pain. So these are the things that we don't have to permit in our lives. We don't have to put up with it. We have the authority to get rid of it in our lives. We have the authority to bind these things and forbid them in our lives. And we have the authority to release peace, love, patience, kindness, self-control. We have the power to release these things into our lives. So if your life isn't defined by the things of the word of God, you can release the word of God into your life and that power into your life. A lot of times people will be like, why isn't God, why isn't he helping me? Where is he at? Why doesn't he have my back? Why isn't he answering me? And God's up there saying, I've already helped you. I've already disarmed your enemy. I've already given you every tool, every resource, all power that you would ever need to follow every command in the Bible to live your life exactly the way that I have called you to. I've already given these things to you. They are already in your possession. All you have to do is start to walk in it. And we also have the power and authority to bring heaven here on earth. God works through his people. We are literally the hands and feet of Christ. And so whatever we make happen on this earth is what happens. We can literally bring heaven here to earth. But we don't have to wait for a problem to happen for us to get prepared. Because if you stay on the attack, you, you won't be under the attack. If you stay on the attack, you won't be under the attack. So I want to give you some steps to walk in authority. I want to make this very tangible for you. Because I don't want you to live your life defeated. I don't want you to feel like this Christian life is so hard. And while it is hard, we have the tools and we have the power and we have the resources to overcome anything that comes our way. And so to ensure that you guys live your most fullest life here on earth, you need to know the authority that you walk in. And you don't just need to know about it, but you need to actually act on it. So the first thing that you need to do, believe who God says he is and know the promises you have. Everything that we do as Christians, it rests on our faith. If you don't believe in who God is, if you don't know in who God is, then I'm telling you, you need to get in your Bible. Because it says that our faith comes from hearing the word. And we need to get in the word and we need to know that God has our back. We need to know that he loves us, that he will always come through for us, that he will never fail us, and that he will never let us down. But everything that God has given to us, all this authority, all this power, it's released through faith. And so if your relationship with God is rocky, it makes that part kind of hard. So guys, be in the word every single day. I cannot stress it to you enough. I will tell you every single time I'm up here, you need to have that daily relationship with God. That will be everything. 
And you can't know the promises that God has for you if you don't read them. They're literally in the Bible. So you need to be reading your Bible so you can know the promises that you have. There's so many good things in there. And if you don't know about them, how can you act on them? How can you live them out? I have some books that I wanted to let you guys know about. The Secret Power of Speaking God's Word and The Word Works. You can ask Ben. Almost every day, he'll find me in the living room in the morning, and I'm declaring scripture over our lives. And I do that because I'm speaking and I'm declaring and I'm taking authority over our lives. And so we have the power to speak his word out. So if there's things that you're struggling with, if there's, there's stuff in here about anxiety and depression, if there's stuff that you're going through, this gives you a topical reference of scriptures to back it up so that you can declare it over there. So it's the word works and the secret power of overcoming, of speaking God's word. Sorry, that's a really long title. But I encourage you guys, get something like that. Start to speak things out. And so that's the second thing. My second point is speak it out. It doesn't matter what your life looks like right now. You need to start speaking out God's word. You need to know that your situation isn't bigger than your God. Mark eleven twenty three says this. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. So this says you can say to your mountain, not me, not Ben, not your parents, not your friends, but you say to your mountain that you must leave. You have the authority, but you have to speak it out. You have to say it to your problem. You have to tell your problem to go. Everything that has come into creation has come from God speaking. And so when we speak, our words have power. And so that's why we need to speak out God's word. We need to use our authority through our mouth. And when we speak it out, that's when things start to happen. And all we need to do is take that victory. And we do that by declaring God's word over our life. The third thing is combat lies and doubt. As you're waiting for a breakthrough or a victory, you might hear something whisper to you, God will never come through. You might as well give up. Haven't you been waiting long enough? I don't think he really loves you. And all of these lies and these doubts are going to start to come through. But you need to say, Satan, shut your mouth because my God, his promises are yes and amen. He comes through for me all the time. He loves me and he has my back and you have no place, you have no say in my life and I will not let you affect my faith. And so if we don't stand up for our own rights, if we don't stand up for ourselves, then who will? Because the enemy, he comes to steal, kill and destroy and he will try to take every good thing out of your life. And so my last point, and my wor the worship team, if you guys could come up, the last point that I have for you guys is you need to stand in faith. Saying it one time doesn't make it come to pass. This isn't a magic trick. And sometimes you've got to resist more than once. You have to declare it more than once. You have to stand strong more than once. You have to tell the lie to go more than once. We can start out strong believing for something. We can be like, oh, yay. Yay, God. Woo. You've got this. And we get super excited because our emotions are heightened. But then after two weeks, when nothing happens, we're like, thanks a lot, God. Where were you at? 
I guess I have to do this myself. And we forget that God's not on the same timeline as us. But what we need to do is we need to continue to fight. Because they don't call it the fight of faith for nothing. If you've ever seen a fight, it's a lot of work. Fights are not easy. You have to continue to go after it. You have to continue to move forward. You have to continue to declare. You have to continue to stand firm on the word of God. Even when your situation doesn't look good. Even when things are not panning out, you have to continue to say, I'm going to trust the word of God more than my circumstances. I'm going to believe that God's word is going to come to pass in my life despite the fact that this just happened. Despite the fact that my parents just got a divorce. Despite the fact that I'm still having suicidal thoughts. God, I trust you because this is what your word says. The Bible talks about resisting the devil. And I think sometimes it's a waiting game. That the devil knows that if he just keeps us at bay long enough that we will just give up. But we need to know that even in the waiting, even when things don't look good, that we cannot give up. That we cannot back down. We have to fight for the promises in our life. We have to fight for the victory. We have to fight for the breakthrough. We have to continue to fight. Because they talk about how Christianity is this fight and how we, how we have all these weapons, these are the moments that we have to fight for. In those moments when you're alone and you're de you feel defeated and you're starting to doubt, that's when you gotta preach to yourself. I'm not gonna be there with you, but you gotta preach to yourself and you gotta say, God is for me, who can be against me? I am more than a conqueror. I am victorious in him. And you need to pump yourself up and you need to re remember what the word says. Because it's in those times that the devil is trying to sway you towards his way, trying to make you doubt the word of God. So whenever Ben and I had Mila, we decided to, I decided to be a stay-at-home mom. And so we didn't know how much a baby cost, and we didn't realize how hard it would be to cut an entire income. And so for, there was a very, it wasn't long, but it felt really long, a season where we just didn't have enough money. And so we struggled pay to pay and we knew that God was calling me to be a stay-at-home mom and we knew that he only wanted us to get money through ministry through working through ministry and so we're like okay God I'm gonna be obedient and we're gonna do what you've asked us to do this is gonna be hard so we started to pray to him and we started to declare that God provides all of our needs according to his riches and we started to speak it out and guys I can't tell you how much how many times people handed us envelopes of money. People didn't know that we were struggling. We didn't display it. We didn't advertise it on social media. We stayed quiet and we just believed that God would come through. There was money that was put in our mailbox. People mailed us checks and gift cards and all kinds of things happened. And so even though that season was really tough, I want you to know that God provided every single time. And so I don't know what the breakthrough looks like for you. I don't know what it is in your life that you're waiting for or that you're struggling with right now, but I want you to know that there's a promise on the other side of this struggle. Just because you have this struggle doesn't mean that this is how your life is going to be all the time. You can fight past this struggle. You can fight through this struggle until you get to that breakthrough, until you see the victory, until you see God's promises come through. And some of us in here feel like we've been in a prison.
maybe it's depression, anxiety, name whatever it is. We feel like we've been stuck in this box in our life. And we feel like we've been imprisoned. But I want you to know that you've actually had the keys the whole time to get out. You've had the power and the ability to get out of that prison that you've been in for so long. You don't have to struggle anymore. You don't have to fight those feelings of sexual impurity. You don't have to deal with that anxiety, that depression, that lust, that pride. Those things don't have to define you and they don't have to control you. And so today, you guys know how to get out of there now. You know that you have authority. You know that you need to speak to that problem and you need to tell it what the Bible says about it. And so you guys have the keys to get out of the prison that you're in. And so I'm going to ask you to stand up front and come up here for our last song of worship. And so as our worship team starts this next song, I want to remind you guys that you guys have this power. You have that authority. You don't have to live defeated anymore. You don't have to feel powerless anymore. 